The following program was previously recorded. We regret we'll be unable to accept your phone calls, but we invite you to participate during the next live broadcast of this program. The following is a CNY Talk Radio presentation. This is Taps Para Magazine Radio. Taps Para Magazine Radio. Here are your hosts, J.V. Johnson and Aaron Sagers. Welcome to Taps Para Magazine Radio, your weekly broadcast into things unknown. Brought to you by the Atlantic Paranormal Society, Taps Para Magazine, and the Leatherstocking Media Group, heard exclusively on the CNY Talk Radio Network. I'm J.V. Johnson, along with Stacey Jones, and Aaron Sagers is, what, on assignment? He must be on assignment this week. Yeah. We got him off exploring for us. Exploring unexplained places. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait to see what he comes back with. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight. Of course, we invite your phone calls. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can do that as well. The email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. That's radio at tapsparamag.com. Great show lined up. Our first guest later in this hour will be Michelle Griffin. Michelle is the... Uh, producer, uh, organizer, promoter of an event in Atlanta called uh, Through the Veil. It's a metaphysical paranormal event held June 10th through the 12th in Atlanta, and she's got a number of terrific guests lined up for that event, and we look forward to speaking with her. Also, tonight, we've got Andy Wolf, a local filmmaker who is going to be discussing, well, I'm going to hold off on telling you what he's going to be discussing, because anybody who is a native to central New York will be excited to hear, and actually, we'll have a lot of memories uh, invoked as we discuss what Andy's going to chat with us about. And then later in the program... um, Famed ghost hunter and paranormal investigator John Zaffis, a legend in the paranormal community, will be joining us um, on the phone, and we'll be talking with him, uh, catching up on his whereabouts and what he's got going on, and uh, he'll share some insight into some of his investigations and the things he's been up to. But first, before we uh, get to our guests, it was time to talk a little bit about things in the news, weird news, if you will. And, of course, yesterday was Friday the 13th. And I know that whenever a Friday the 13th shows up, and you can have anywhere from one to three Friday the 13ths in the course of a year, um, people tend to ask, why the heck do we have this super superstition about Friday the 13th? Well, there are a lot of reasons. Um, there are a lot of ur- urban legends uh, talking about the fact that uh, Friday the 13th is, in the fear of it, is rooted in Christian tradition, um, saying that... Uh, a lot of, of the events in Christianity occurred on a Friday, like the crucif- crucifixion of Christ, Eve being offered the apple to Adam, um, offering the apple to Adam in the Garden of Eden. In addition to that, and Stacey, I'm waiting to jump in here any minute. And, and, and I'm just wondering how they knew back in the Garden of Eden <laughs> that, it was a Friday. that they knew it was a Friday. And, of course, you, you're familiar that if you go into a skyscraper, most of them do not have 13th, 13th floors, floors because yes. of the fear of the number 13. Um, another theory is 13 became feared because it represented femininity. That's it right there. That has to be We it, have right? to be afraid of the, of the women. <laughs> That's it. And uh, another sect believes that the superstition stems from um, the, Knights, or the, yeah, the Knights Templar, where on Friday, October 13th in the year 1307, the uh, Pope of the Roman Catholic Church, in coordination with the King of France, sentenced the Knights Templar to death and ordered the torture and crucifixion of their leader. 
So I don't know what, what it is that, that makes it persist to this day, but there are a lot of people who still will uh, avoid going out on Friday the ter- 13th. In fact, um, the risk of hospital admission as a result of accidents in transportation increase as much as 52% on Friday the 13th. I think it comes back to that Rebe- Rebecca Black girl, that Friday phenomenon on YouTube. Yeah. It has to be. I think it's her. It has to be. I think it all comes down to that. Another day you may want to stay inside is uh, May 21st of this year. In fact, a week from tonight, it is, uh, according to a Christian group, I would say this is probably a very small Christian group, it's going to be the end of the world. We're doing a live show that night, too, yes, aren't we? We, so are. we talked about that. We will, bring, we will bring you the end of the world live next week on this stay program. Yes. Um, but, but in all seriousness, there is a small but very emphatic group of, of Christians who claim that Judgment Day is May 21st. 2011. Now oh, that's Jim, not Jim. Wait, wait. Yes. Two plus one is three. There we go. We're right there again. We're almost there. Yes, we See, are. There we go. Technically, May 21st isn't the end of the world. It's Judgment Day, or considered the Rapture. And what'll happen is that'll be the beginning of the end. So we may have a few days after that. So um, you know, I don't think we need to rush out and buy the groceries today. We can. We may be able to wait until Friday or so. I think. Um, I think you know, not just groceries, but liquor. I think we need to stock up on the liquor. Liquor would be helpful yep, for the end of yep, the world. I yep. think that would make us mm-hmm. go out, ba- out with a bang. Um, to get the word out, this group is actually buying billboards and using bus bus stop bench advertising to let people know that they need to be prepared for Judgment Day on the twenty first of this month. This is Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to the program. J.V. Johnson here along with Stacy Jones. Our telephone number, if you'd like to call in, is 315-421-9325. The email address for emailed comments or questions is radio at tapsparamag.com. Great show lined up for you tonight. We've got, um, coming up a little bit later in the program, Andy Wolf, a, a local filmmaker. And he's going to take us da- a stroll down memory lane. If you are a Central New York native and you watched any TV growing up around here, you're going to want to hear what Andy's going to talk about. A little later in the program, we have John Zach. Of course, John, a legend in paranormal investigating and ghost hunting. John will join us uh, on the phone later. But right now, let's go to the phones for our first guest. And we are going to welcome to the program Michelle Griffin. Michelle is the promoter, producer, organizer of an event in Atlanta. It's a metaphysical paranormal event called Through the Veil being held in Atlanta June 10th through the 12th. Welcome to the program, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be on. Well, we're very happy to have you. And of course, um, we're excited. One of the things that we try to do throughout the course of the program is talk about events that people can attend um, that if, if they're new to the paranormal community, it'll introduce them to some of the people that are involved. Or if they're, if they're veterans and experienced, it can further that as well for them. And tell us a little bit about Through the Veil. Through the Veil. Well, I started with the idea of doing the event based on the fact that I was kind of living in both worlds. I was doing the paranormal thing and approaching everything as scientifically as I could and developing protocols and living that life. But then I was also exploring the metaphysical side and psychic abilities. And I realized sometime in my journey that those psychic abilities, those metaphysical things were not really being accepted in the paranormal community. And I thought, wow, that doesn't make any sense to me. It would seem that it doesn't get any more spiritual than looking for the existence of a soul. And so I started doing the event to try to bridge that gap, and it's kind of taken a life of its own. So how many years have you been uh, putting this uh, event together for, uh, for the folks? 
This is the third annual, and it has gotten bigger and better each year. Third annual. Um, you you talked a little bit about how you got involved. What did, what did when you first decided to organize this? Um, what types of what, what were you going for? I was really just going to show that there weren't as many differences as people thought, mm-hmm. and that we could use the metaphysical people and what we were trying to prove, and that the metaphysical people also needed to to make that that step out of what people were calling the woo-woo and kind of try to bring some science into what they were doing, too. Could we prove that what they were experiencing exists? How was that greeted? I was really surprised at how well it was greeted, and what surprised me even more than that was the heavy spiritual tone that the event kind of took on. You know, not religious by by any means, but just a real longing for answers. And people were there, you know, with a lot of questions, and they were, you know, trying to find some answers to what they were experiencing. And it just seemed like there was more motivation behind their attendance than to just meet the speakers that were there. So, First year and second year under your belt, you said you've had some nice growth year after year. And have you added to to the original mission? I I don't know that I've really added. I kind of feel like, you know, when I say that it took on a, a life of its own, sometimes I feel like I'm just kind of putting the people in there that I'm led to put in and mm-hmm. then seeing what happens. And my mission hasn't changed at all, really. It's to provide an affordable opportunity for education, empowerment, and maybe some enlightenment, and so that people can leave and, and go on. It's not, I don't want it to be just a once-a-year once thing. It is an event that is more an experience, and it can change your life if you're open to it. Yeah, and I, that, that's one thing I, I think that, that people really need to understand is, you know, it's, it's not just a conference. It's, it's, it's a place to go to really feel accepted but the education part is is so important and you know you you talked about you know life-changing experiences you've had many people that have come and said that this event has changed their lives completely right and you know most of the life-changing events that we have we look back on you know we don't realize them when they happen and and they happen by almost accident or happenstance they're totally unexpected so what i want to do with this event is give people a chance to plan the next life-changing event. It can change your life. So you can go into it knowing that instead of looking back in hindsight, saying, oh, well, that was cool. You know, maybe get more out of it if you go into something knowing that it, it can happen for you. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people are, are talking now that, you know, the metaphysical and the paranormal has never been part of their lives, but this is something that people are really starting to seek out and people that never sought it out before are really looking looking for that. And, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that, that comes to mind is I had a neurosurgeon that came to me one time and said that, you know, he's had this nagging thing in his head that he needs to explore this side. And, you know, he had been a neurosurgeon for 25 years. And I think this is the kind of conference that kind of brings that together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree completely. And, I mean, let, let's face it. These are not the best of times but they're not the worst of times either. And we're almost being forced to kind of consider things that we didn't really have or take the opportunity to consider before because we've been so busy with acquiring and being independent and separate and, 
you know, doing all that kind of stuff, and that's where our mindset has been. And over the past couple of years, it's changed. We can't help but to consider more inside things, reevaluate new priorities. Now, let's talk about your speakers there. Let's talk about your keynote speaker. Ah, a keynote speaker is amazing. Keynote speaker is James Redfield. He's the author of the Celestine Prophecy series. His final book of that series, The Twelfth Insight, just came out this past February, and I have been working on getting him since year one, and finally the time is right, and he's going to be there, and he's just an incredible guy who wrote, you know, what has to be in the top ten of kind of best-selling metaphysical spiritual type novels. Yep, and and who else we got? Uh, Tapash? Chip Coffee. Chip Coffee and... Panache Desai. Panache Desai, Panache Desai yep. is, is just a really neat guy. He is a spiritual master and visionary, and I like to say that he's more of a uh, modern-day, better-looking Deepak Chopra. <laughs> Better-looking. <laughs> We're talking... And he is. He is. He's a nice-looking guy, but he just has a, a really great mission. He's got an incredible spirit about him. Um, I'm really, really excited to have him there. And Mary Ochino from um, the sci-fi show, Mary Knows Best, she's going to be there. Christopher Fleming from Dead Famous and Psychic Kids. Of course, you, the wonderful Miss Stacy Jones and Aaron Sagers, and 22 speakers total, so just back-to-back speakers. We're talking with Michelle Griffin, prom- promoter, organizer of Through the, Veil, Through the Veil, a metaphysical paranormal event being held in Atlanta June 10th through the 12th. Yep, and uh, Michelle, um, really, as, as far as, as your attendance goes, do you think this is something that you're going to kind of outgrow the Hilton and going to have to move to another location? Or uh, Absolutely. I think yeah. that's going to happen for us next year. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it's, it's interesting to, to think that when you have this many people at one conference and, you, and you're paying one small price, um, the, the good thing about this and also kind of the bad thing about this is you, you go to a place and sometimes it's like, you know, so many people, so many spots that you want to go watch and, you know, you don't have the time. I think that's another great thing about your, your conferences is you just don't have to go to one. You have your choice of where to go. Absolutely. I try to kind of do a paranormal speaker up at the same time as a metaphysical speaker. So you don't have to choose between two paranormal people if that's really your thing. And it is, it's just chock full. And then there's entertainment, too, on top of it. So you can unwind at the end of the night. We've got a great band, Departure. It's a Journey tribute band that are going to be there Friday night playing for two and a half hours nonstop. Saturday night we're having a past life costume party where you can come as you were and sing uh, karaoke and just lots of stuff the entire weekend. Michelle, for those of our listeners who who may not be as experienced in paranormal or, or some of the discussion that we're having here, what, what exactly does metaphysical mean? What does it mean to you? Metaphysical would be kind of the title that under it would be um, psychic abilities, astral travel, channeling, um, you know, any of those kind of things, afterlife experiences, near-death experiences, those kind of all fall under the category of metaphysical. And how do you differentiate that from paranormal? Paranormal, for me, deals strictly with uh, ghosts, UFOs, cryptozoology, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. 
Right. We're talking with Michelle Griffin, pr- promoter and organizer of Through the Veil, an event, metaphysical paranormal event being held in Atlanta June 10th through the 12th. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325, and our email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. We're going to continue discussing this, but before we, we do, Michelle, what's the website if, if folks want to jump online and, and check some check out some more information? Sure, you can check it out at www.throughtheveil.org and spell it all the way out, T-H-R-O-U-G-H-T-H-E-V-E-I-L.org. Okay, now, Michelle, uh, the one question I have, I think it would be great for you to explain, is if, what is the difference between uh, this conference as opposed to, uh, you know, just just going to a ghost conference? What do you think is going to be best for the guests to to kind of convince them to go to this? I think you're going to walk away from this event. In fact, I know you're going to walk away from this event feeling like you're taking something home with you that you can apply and use in your own life. And I've had the, the wonderful opportunity to attend a lot of different conferences, and they've all been fantastic for, for different reasons and being able to, you know, meet the people that are on TV shows and all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's fun and great. And this event, I feel, is more hands-on, more take home with you and apply it. Now, uh, what would you tell the person that's, you know, strictly into the ghost thing, uh, you know, what would you tell them you know, in this conference? Who would you tell them to sit down with, you know, besides James Redfield? Who would you tell them to go and listen to to may- maybe, you know, see another point of view they may not have seen before? I think Panache Desai absolutely would be probably the number one person on my list to kind of just expand the mind a little bit further than than where the typical paranormal focused person's mind is at. Panache Desai. John Stetson, he's uh, a mentalist. He's, he is the, uh, the mentalist show on CBS. That character is based on him. And so to watch what he's able to do, I think, would be really interesting, too. Now, um, I, I, let's talk a little bit about the, the Come As You Were party. Okay. okay. Now, <laughs> what, what made you come up with that idea? What? I mean, is this going to be our little theme for this party? Is is our is our past lives, or is this just you know something you came up with? Uh, I just thought that it would be fun, you know, <laughs> after a day of kind of hanging out and learning some stuff, that it would be fun for people to kind of explore that other side, and and maybe if they don't have an, a real good idea of who they think they maybe were in a past life, to just dress up and go with it. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Yeah, and we we love karaoke. There's something about the paranormal community and a no. microphone that they <laughs> there love. There really is. You're absolutely right about that. You know, I, was, I, I don't know what it is, but it's there. It, it is. It's this, it's this deadly attraction. But um, I, I was uh, I was actually at the Stanley Hotel with Chip Coffee uh, last weekend, and Chip had some very wonderful and complimentary things to say about this event, and encouraged anyone who was listening with an earshot to to uh, book the plane ticket or, or get in the car and and attend uh, through the veil. Good, good. Then I owe him some money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was certainly doing it for a love of the event. He certainly believes in it. So uh, you've, got a, you've got a real ally there. Um, once again, Michelle, give us the web address uh, for anybody who'd like to find out some more information about the event. Throughtheveil.org. And all the contact information is there. Everything you need is right on the site. Your uh, Hilton logo is right there, so you can book your room and not have to worry about remembering what the code is. All the speakers are there with a... Uh, 
They're photos that link back to their own site, so you can check out and learn more about them if you don't know who they are. The whole schedule is up. Everything that you need, including my contact information, should you have any questions. That's terrific. We thank you for joining us uh, this half hour. We're out of time right now. But once again, uh, Michelle Griffin from uh, Through the Veil, promoter and organizer of that event. And it is June 10th or the 12th in Atlanta, correct? Make sure we have the dates right on that. Yes. All right. Awesome. Once again, Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. Now, more Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to the program. JV here along with Stacy Jones. Aaron Sager is out and about uh, this weekend. Secret assignment. Tracking down some uh, great stuff for us. So we look forward to having him back. I think Chupacabra in New York City. I think that is who he's checking out. Is that what he's on? The Chupacabra in New York. He's always been a fan of the Chupacabra. Our telephone number, if you want to join us in the studio, is 315-421-9325. We'd love to take your questions. Our email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. Coming up later in the uh, program, we've got John Zaffis. John, of course, the... uh, I don't know if you like this, but I'm going to call him the granddaddy of all paranormal investigators. I'm sure just he wouldn't he like was, that. He was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that from an age perspective. I'm talking about just the fact he started it all. Yeah. I mean, he really did define yeah. define paranormal investigating for uh, for all most of us anyway. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll have him on later in the program. But right now, I'm 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 really excited and pleased to introduce in our studio Andy Wolf. Andy is a, a local filmmaker. Um, documentary producer, director. Andy, why don't you tell us what you are? Because you can say it better than I can. That's what I'm in. I'm a documentary Sorry filmmaker. And it's, you said it all. It's, so I did a good job. Uh, we have a small company called Wind Up Films. We uh, make some local documentaries. One of the things that if, if you are a central New York native and you watched Syracuse television during the course of your uh, life, at least if you were alive if during were, the 60s and 70s, right? Right. right. You probably came across, and correct me at any point here, um, because I'm not a Syracuse native, but uh, a Saturday. Um, Saturday yes, m- primarily Saturday at 1, at 1 a.m. it came on. Saturday at 1 a.m. Yep. So it was I mean, a- sorry, 1, <laughs> 1 p.m. 1 p.m., all right. So it was a Saturday, <laughs> In the afternoon, yeah. Saturday afternoon program. It was called Monster Movie Matinee. Matinee, yes. yes. And tell us what it was. It was a, a great show, a horror host show. They, they were popular back then. They started becoming popular on TV around the 60s. And uh, here in Syracuse, uh, WSYR-TV, uh, Channel 3 was WSYR back then, uh, started one in 1964, uh, and it's just there. So, so when you say it was a horror host uh, program, movie program, basically they took movies, old horror movies, and they presented them with a local host and somewhat of a right. plot going on kind of behind right. the scenes with the local host while they, while they played this movie. Right. They would purchase a package of movies and... Uh, They'd have an intro and an outro, and they would, they would, uh, you know, uh, go along with the movie. If it was a Wolfman movie, they had a Wolfman theme to it. Right. So when you say an intro and outro, those are the local segments and the hosts. Those are the segments. They they went for like three, four, five minutes, and there was like fun little skits. Uh, Actually, I mean, they were fun, but they were more, you know, more dark side to them than what other hosts were doing. A lot of other hosts were kind of funny and. Campy. And campy and goofy, but these guys were, you know, they're doing some really creepy stuff. And they, the, these these folks were on the air from 1964 to 1980. 1980. They must have played a lot of horror movies, maybe uh, yeah. repeated a few here and there. But but uh, it was a staple of, of Saturday television for it was. Uh, I local mean, TV. Right. You talked to a lot of people around here, and they, they grew up. They said they watched this religiously. I mean, this mm-hmm. was, uh, you had to be on the couch at 1 o'clock to catch it. Because back then you couldn't, there's no, you know. They actually didn't repeat the shows back then either. 
no VCRs. You had to catch that show, and you know. Yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, television in that era, and that you know, era. first of all, there were no VCRs. I mean, nope. that was nope. even that was not even available to us yet. Certainly, no TiVoing or any of that stuff. You either watched nope. it or you missed it, and uh, right. if you missed it, you you weren't going to see that one again. You're going to have to come back. And then, and plus, see the we only had like four channels, right? So you know, entertainment was scarce at that point. That's right, and and a lot of a lot of kids, you know, on a nice summer day, you'd, you know, your parents would get out there and mow the lawn, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh my god, I want to watch this show. You know, you had to try to find a way to sit in there and watch Monster Movie Matinee. Well, I, I didn't get an opportunity to see Monster Movie Matinee because where I was growing up in New York State, we did not have Syracuse Television uh, on our network. What I had was New York City Television, and there were similar programs. There was a Creature Feature. was also a Saturday right. afternoon monster. I don't know. I don't believe they had local hosts, but they did show uh, yep, old yep. monster movies. Right, right, right. And there was a Chiller Theater also out of yep. New York City. Same idea. I don't remember local hosts to that program, but they did show old monster movies. And that was the stuff that childhood nightmares were made of. It was. as Most people got their love of horror films from these shows, and as I did. I mean, the first one I saw, I think I was like 10 years old. You know, 19... One of the reasons, one of the reasons Halloween is my favorite Oh, so that's my favorite, too. Is yeah. because they yeah. show these movies. Right, yes. Yeah. You can yes. go to a Turner Classic Movies or some other channel, and they'll actually show these movies, you know, in a marathon format right. or something like that. So talk a little bit about uh, Monster Movie Matinee on um, TV3 here in Syracuse. Who are the hosts? What did they do? What was their shtick? Well, it was it was great. They had uh, Alan Miller played Dr. Uh, Dr. E. Nick Witty, which is... It? Dr. E. Well, Nick. No, what was the actor's name? Or the oh, Alan, Alan Miller. Alan Miller. Miller. He okay. was... He was a, a great voice. Uh, he was an announcer on radio, and he, I believe, did the weather and all that. But uh, he was Dr. E. Nick Witty, uh, and you never saw his face. He was just the hand because he was too <laughs> horrible, too horrible for the human mind to even imagine. You would go insane if you looked at Dr. E. Nick Witty. So, so you just saw his hand. So people would come in, like sometimes the people would come and guest come on the show. That's why we're on radio. We're too horrible right? to, yeah. to look at. So we're on radio. <laughs> and uh, they'd have a guest come in, and who'd want to see Dr. Nick Witty? And they'd be like, well, he'd be like, no, no, you can't look at me. And it's too horrible to look at. And then they see and they scream and run out of the place because it's just too unbelievable to look at. I'm like that in the morning. So <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other gentleman was uh, E-Paul, was Dave Lape. I mean, Dave. I keep thinking of the race car driver. Bill Lape. Uh, was also Bill Everett was his real name. Uh, he just took his name Lape and made it Epaul, and uh, he's more—he's like the Igor. Um, Sidekick guy, yeah, the a lot of kick laboratory eye patch, guy. Uh, um, uh, scar down the face, stitches, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and um, he was uh, basically Doctor Witty's subject. He'd do a lot of operations on him, <laughs> cut his head off. Um, try to put—he not—that's always a good experiment. Yeah, he had a missing hand, which was always, uh, you know. Um, had a uh, metallic glove on it. Sometimes they they try to repair the, the hand that would crawl away. They had some effect where they could have a crawling hand crawl away. Um, one time he put in an atomic furnace for some reason and came out and it <laughs> was gone. Yeah, it's like now what? What's great what, skits they did? You know, what's, what's so impressive about this is, I mean, unless unless I misread or, or misheard you, you have, probably haven't seen much of this since those days. Right. I mean, right. this There's, isn't something you were watching recently. These are things you just remember. The, actually, I remember these because from talking to these guys now. Oh, okay. I, okay. I've so a, spurred the memories after talking right, to I've them. I've done a, uh, extensive interviews with all these people, and, uh, you know, it's like that it brings it back. Andy Wolf is our guest. Andy is a local filmmaker, a documentary producer, and uh, and your phone calls are welcome, by the way, 315-421-9325. And the reason we're talking about this tonight is, Andy, you're actually in the process of putting a documentary together yep. about this program. Yep, yep, I 
done a couple, and I always wanted to do one on uh, on Monster Movie Matinee. And I, and I actually, when I was a kid watching it, f- for me, it was coming out of Hollywood. Mm-hmm, I mean, this mm-hmm. was, there's no way this was a local TV. You know, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. High quality production. It was great. It was yeah. a fantastic production. And then uh, I started working at Channel 3, and they were taking me on the tour. And uh, the guy taking my tour says, well, this is where we used to tape Monster Movie Matinee. I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what do you mean? <laughs> Who is that? This is out of Hollywood. No, we used to tape it right here. And right then I was like, okay, I got I to gotta, I gotta do something on this to, to you know, it was at that put point? this down. Yeah, it was, it was at like, that I was point like, you I, decided to start putting the documentary together? Yeah, it was a while ago. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I finally got to it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I finally made all the contacts. And I'm working on our documentaries got you know, I felt comfortable enough now to finally do the one I've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. So the documentary you're putting together, you're going to tell the story of, of the program. It's telling the story of the program. I mean, we go back, uh, I talked to Al Miller, who was Dr. Iniquity, just turned 80. And he had some great stories, some great memories. Um, I've got a, 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 a taped a interview that was taped a while ago with Bill Lape, and he had some great stuff, some great memories. Talked to a crew member, uh, and actually, a lot uh, there's people out there who, uh, like I was saying earlier, uh, Chuck collected. Uh, he's a collector, collects all monster movie stuff, and he has the uh, the props in the show. He has the casket, he has E. Paul's chair, um, the box <laughs> that they put E. Paul's head in, um, he, uh, pictures. I mean, he's got all kinds of stuff. Uh, websites devoted to this stuff. I mean, there's you know there's it, it really uh, burned itself in people's memory, and if you're like my age in the 40s in your in your 40s uh in your 50s too i mean you remember the show and you hear that music it just brings it right did they back. did they have their own theme music or they was had, it uh, something they borrowed from somebody else well it was it was kind of borrowed like uh a portion of it is from um this island earth mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. and then uh, a couple of uh library type uh pieces they put together they, mm-hmm. but it's when you, when you hear that music, I'm you telling, didn't have it to just, bring it with you, did you? Oh, the music? You know I should have. You should have. I should have. I should have. Because it was just it's it's how the show started every week. It started with the music and this model, which was a graveyard, mm-hmm. a, a hillside, a haunted house on the hill, and they would take you through this journey with a camera, kind of like going up the hill, up the steps, up to the mansion, and then you'd go inside the mansion, and there'd be Doctor Iniquity in his chair, and just just his hand. He'd be like, uh, he'd say, oh, he's always, oh, my dear guests. Oh, so so glad you could join us today, my dear guest. You know, I can't do his voice, but you know, and Dave Lape, uh, E. Paul would say stuff, and then they'd have like a nice little. Uh, you know, they start to skit then. Uh, you know, there are hundreds of people either driving their car or at home right now, going, "Oh yeah, I remember yes. that." There are, there you are. know, and it's amazing because you know I'm not from there either. But if you mention this, people's eyes light up and go, "I love that show." Yeah. You know, if you're from this area, everybody knew it. Everybody I've said I'm doing this to, they're all like, oh, my God, I, I love that. I can't wait to see that. So we're talking to Andy Wolf, a local filmmaker who is in the process of putting together a documentary about a local uh, monster program that was uh, on uh, Channel 3 in Syracuse uh, during the 60s, 70s, and up to 1980 called Monster Movie Matinee. And, um, you know, again, I, I liken it to what I remember as a child watching Creature Feature or Chiller Theater out of New York. Um, what what sticks out in your mind? I mean, we I think you and I were talking earlier. We both were introduced to horror movies yeah. or monster movies through yep. these types of programs. And they have left such an impression. I mean, that obviously you've it's led you to produce a documentary. Right. And it's... One of the things that I attribute to my interest in the paranormal mm-hmm. is being introduced to things like that as a child. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, I have the same interest in paranormal also, and as it was that, like I said, it, I was eight or nine or ten, 
tuned in that first <laughs> the first one I saw was Carnival of Souls. Oh, which scared the <laughs> Oh, that one still scares me oh, frankly. That was a great movie. That's a great movie. I mean, <laughs> wow. I was like, "Oh, this what am I watching here?" Oh my. And then with with, our, with their introductions and in, in, in the outro, I was like, Oh, jeez. That know? was the first one you saw? It was Carnival of Carnival Souls? Carnival Souls, first one I saw. You know, like, it's funny. I bought one of those uh, 50 horror movie DVD packs, right, yeah, you know, which, are all, which are all basically now public domain movies, and that's one of them. That and, is, that, yeah. and I watched that, and I was really... I still, I, that's a great movie. Yeah, I, I hunted that down in, like, 90s or something when DVDs were really getting popular. Mm-hmm. I said, I got to have this movie. I found it. Yeah. And I was like... I've watched it. I can't tell you how many times I've watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. I've watched it several times, yeah. too. And I think they actually tried to remake that film at some point. And I, don't, I don't think it, it won't. It won't yeah. have anything <laughs> near the impact. No, no it Has there that. ever been a really good remake, though? You no. know? I mean, our telephone, really. Our telephone number, if you've got a question for uh, Andy or a comment about uh, Monster Movie Mania, is 315-421-9325 to be on the program. You're listening to TAPS Paramagazine Radio. This is Taps Para Magazine Radio. Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to the program. It's Taps Para Magazine Radio. I'm JV along with Stacy Jones. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325. Email address radio at tapsparamag.com. Again, I want to stress the telephone number. If you've got a, we're talking about uh, monster <laughs> movie uh, matinee uh, airing locally here in Syracuse during the course of the 60s and 70s. If you've got a story to share, uh, call us, 315-421-9325. Our guest is Andy Wolf. Andy is a local filmmaker, and Andy has taken a project on full steam here to tell the story of Monster Movie Matinee. Yep. We have a particularly short segment here, so we're not going to get into uh, talking about some of these movies yet, but we will because okay. Sounds good. you mentioned Carnival of Souls, right. and right. it just all of a sudden the flood Whole of titles is coming back through my head, having watched them on Creature Feature Chiller Theater. But let's get back to the uh, to the Monster Movie Matinee and, and the premise. Um, uh, only the two characters, Doctor E, Nick, Witty, and E. Paul. Right, they had them. They were the two main ones. They, they'd have other people come on. I guess uh-huh. they, they'd have, uh, uh, like I said, people coming in and just a guest would scream. Or uh, uh, one person was called a silent lady. They did some torture to her, I believe. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, if so, they did this now, it'd be Billy Fusillo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, uh, um, uh, you know, they, they had uh, they. They also they talk a lot about the the, the people that help like the Burnett Park Zoo would bring in they get like snakes and spiders and stuff from them to use on the show mm-hmm. and I believe they said they had a, a I don't know a leopard in there or something for one thing uh, so they you know they got a lot of uh, 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 stuff from uh, like the casket came from uh, was donated to them from a, the casket company um, Marcellus Mar- uh, another one National Casket Company or something like that and. Uh, um, you know, uh, stuff for the lab was donated from Bristol Myers, I believe. And now, is is the documentary going to focus exclusively on this program, or are you going to venture off into similar programs throughout the country? Because there, there are a lot of local television stations right. in in mid mid size, even large markets right. would have something similar. Um, those have mostly disappeared from right. American right. television, which is kind of sad. Yeah, it's basically local because. Uh, I only got like forty dollars, so <laughs> I can't. I can't really travel. Oh, it's, it's a big budget. I can't really travel you. to Chicago it's and a big stuff. Budget uh, <laughs> but I mean, there's that that uh, great American Scary, um, which they also they they document. They went across the country to all the local stations and did a nice documentary on on all these horror hosts throughout the country. 
Mm-hmm. And that's, that was actually a really good diet. And, and Monster Movie Matinee and also uh, the one on Channel 9, uh, Baron Damone, they're, they're both mentioned in there. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was, what was uh, it? It's called was? American Scary. American Scary. Yeah. And that was a documentary produced when? Oh, boy, it's, 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 uh, it's probably about, that might be 10 years old by now. Okay. Might be 10 years. So you're in the process of working on this. What's your anticipated completion date, and where are we going to be able to see it? Oh, I'm hoping to have it done by October, and mm-hmm. it's actually going along pretty well. I got the interviews. I've been laying them out. I got like an hour just in interviews laid out. Oh wow! Uh, and it seems to be flowing nice, and I'm hoping to have it done in October because uh, uh, we're hoping tentatively we have a deal to be like uh, we'll be on Channel Three in October, like a, just a nice, right. you know, nice Halloween time. Sure, Let's look sure. back at Monster Movie Matinee, and then hopefully we also have a DVD out, which which will have the, because you can't get the whole length of that uh, documentary on Channel Three on, uh, you know, they, you know they, they got for an hour be like only forty minutes, mm-hmm. and I got you know so hopefully a DVD with the extended version of it so we can have the whole documentary right. and everything else I have that I can put on there. I mean, there's there's stuff we haven't talked about yet that uh, people be I think will be excited to see. Andy Wolf is a local filmmaker and uh, as. I can say I am as well, someone who was affected by these monster movies growing up as a kid and, <laughs> yeah. and the way they were presented to us. In this case, we're talking about Monster Movie Matinee, uh, which aired 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoons on Channel 3 in Syracuse. And uh, did did you find, Andy, that as you were watching these, did you did you share this stuff with your friends, or was this one of these things where you were into the, it and, and you no, didn't talk no. to anybody about it? This was the guys in the neighborhood at somebody's house getting together. Yeah. And watching these, mm-hmm. it was you know a bunch of you know teenage St- boys or you know. <laughs> yeah. Stacy, you mentioned that you know you, you didn't see it not growing up in this area, you didn't see this particular program. But when you mention it to other people from the area, they light up. Oh, they they their face lights up, and they remember their episodes, they remember the set, they remember everything about it. You know, I was talking to my husband at dinner tonight, and I was you know telling him that Andy was doing this, and. My husband's eyes lit up and goes, oh, and he got this line out from it, and he knew exactly, and he talked about it, and he's, you know, and everybody has that same response, you know, yeah. being from the area. Yeah, I mean, it was well, it was very well known. I mean, it was it was Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock, that's, you were watching Monster Movie Matinee. Now, I, we were talking about this earlier as well, as far as this disappearing from American television, probably the most recent example of something similar and it's a little bit different is the uh, mystery science theater 3000 oh, which is mm-hmm. episodes, so brilliant so which, brilliant which had the local uh i call them local but the 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 um proprietary uh segments right but then they they present played these old b movies if you will right right um and made fun of them through the the whole time the talking now. gumball machine and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's the next step here i mean before we get into talking about some of these movies which we'll do when we, when we come back from our, our news break but uh what's the process you've said you've laid out about an uh, hour of interviews already yeah and- i still have more to go but uh then i gotta start filling it in and um uh it's actually as i'm listening to these interviews it's i'm like i'm thinking oh i don't know what i'm going to put here because <laughs> they're talking about these great old stories and i don't have the that particular episode to cover it with so uh right now i'm the mind's working about how to make this uh entertaining right. and uh make visual and you said they didn't they didn't put this to film they didn't they didn't archive no. these episodes every week they taped them every week and uh the tape was expensive so right. they reused the tape so they would tape the segments next week rewind it tape right over them wow so there wasn't much saved there i mean you go on youtube not well now you can see more because i i leaked a couple of clips oh okay i had to leak a couple of clips to get people to know that i have these clips but this these clips i have uh you know they haven't been seen since 
1966, uh, 1972, whenever they aired. Right. We're, ta- we're talking with Andy Wolf, a local filmmaker uh, who is producing a documentary on uh, monster movie matinee called, can we talk about the title? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, monster Mansion Memories. And we're going to, when we come back from our news break, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the films that we remember that still scare us to this day when we close oh, our yeah. eyes and oh, go yeah. to bed. <laughs> um, you're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Stay with us. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325. Our email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. That's radio at tapsparamag.com. Coming up later in the program, we've got John Zaffis, legendary ghost hunter. It's all right here exclusively on Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. 